Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. We are often told of how Jesus heals multitudes of people, but we are also told of specific individual healings. Why is that? Are there reasons for giving us the details of these individual cases? And if so, what are they? Today on Drawing Near, Jesus heals a leper. That alone is an amazing miracle. But we also briefly explore why we are given these one-on-one encounters. Open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 5 and join me as we study a leper's healing. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for the love that you give us in Jesus Christ. We also thank you, Father, for the power of Jesus Christ as he walked on this earth. How he had the power over the sick, over diseases, over those who could not walk, those who could not see, over demons. Father, Jesus' power over all of these things displays that he is more than most men. But what really sets Jesus apart for us is how Jesus dies on the cross and bears our sin and saves us who trust in him. Father, Jesus was able to do that not because he had a special anointing from you, but because he was born of a virgin and sinless. He was your son on earth. I thank you so much for that truth. Help us, Father, never to lose sight of the fact that Jesus wasn't just a special man. He was a man and also God all the time. I thank you for his humility and his power over all things physical and spiritual. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Today we'll take a look at Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 16. As we begin our study today, let's read these verses together. While he, Jesus, was in one of the cities, behold, there was a man, covered or full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And he stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. And he ordered him to tell no one but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, just as Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. But the news about him was spreading even farther, and large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Notice first that there are some generalities about this passage. One, we're not told the specific city in which Jesus is ministering. We're not given details about the location. If there were people around, we're not given any basic details. When the news about Jesus begins to spread even further, we're not told where Jesus is or where they're coming from, just simply that news is spreading and large crowds are gathering. We're not getting the full panorama about what's going on with Jesus at this time but rather we're getting some specific attention on Jesus and this leper. We're told that while he was in one of the cities, we don't know which one, there was a man covered or full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him. 
Now, I can't begin to comprehend the sorrow and the struggle it must have been in Jesus' day to be very sick or infirmed with anything, much less leprosy. Leprosy was a debilitating disease. It not only affected your body and your emotional well-being as you dealt with it, but if you were leprous, you were not allowed to be around anybody within close contact. Now, some of us are becoming a little sympathetic during COVID with this kind of mandate to keep our distance from one another. But anytime this person came even into earshot of anyone else, he had to holler, unclean, unclean, as a warning to tell them to stay away. And people were terrified of being around a leper. But here we have Jesus doing his ministry in one of the cities, and this leper comes to Jesus, and he falls on his face before Jesus, and he implores him. Now, we don't know that he came close to Jesus, but he comes close enough to get Jesus' attention, falls on his face, and pleads with him, begs him literally, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. The first thing we see from this leper is his desire to be healed, his need to be healed, and his faith in Jesus to be healed. First, he doesn't say rabbi. He says, Lord, we really need to nail down in our own hearts who Jesus is. Jesus is Lord. He's Lord of all. And even though many do not recognize his lordship, he is still Lord. And eventually, everyone will recognize the lordship of Jesus Christ. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. By the way, it glorifies the Father when we acknowledge the lordship of Jesus Christ. When we deny the lordship of Jesus Christ, we insult, blaspheme, reject the Father. So, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Now, did you see that? Evidently, the leper had come close enough to Jesus, or Jesus approached the leper. Either way, Jesus touches the leper. He touches the person that no one wanted to even be close to. He touches him. He doesn't have to. He could just say, be cleansed. But he touches him. That's a personal touch. And he says, I am willing. Be cleansed. The faith of the leper is seen in Jesus' response, I am willing. You can make me clean. Jesus says, be cleansed. And notice what it says at the end of verse 13. And immediately the leprosy left him. Jesus is not a doctor who prescribes treatment or ongoing therapy. When the miracle of Christ takes place, when he touches him and tells him to be cleansed, he displays his power not only over the leper, but the leprosy. Jesus has power over the body that he himself was instrumental in creating, and immediately the leprosy left him. And he commanded or ordered him to tell no one, don't tell anyone that you've been cleansed. Now, obviously, some people are going to know he's been cleansed. If they're family members or friends who have known him to be a leper, they're going to know that he has been cleansed. But what Jesus is really saying here is, don't give him any details. Jesus is somehow trying to fly under the radar of a lot of people or of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Jesus has to have a ministry where he is popular, where people are coming to him, where he is teaching, healing, doing wondrous works and signs prior to going to the cross. He orders him to tell no one. 
but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, just as Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. In Leviticus chapter 13, verse 49, and chapter 14, verse 2 and following, there are laws regarding those who are lepers. And should they ever be cleansed, and there's no real recording of them being cleansed apart from miracles in the Bible, they are to go and show the priest an offering is to be made, the priest is to substantiate the fact that they are cleansed, and then they are set free. They're allowed to go back to the community. Jesus says, as a testimony to them, go and show yourself to the priest. In verse 15, we see this. But the news about him was spreading even farther, and large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. Everything Jesus did just increased his popularity, increased the number of people who were coming, and they continued to come, and Jesus continued to be with them and to heal them. Notice verse 16. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Where did Jesus get his strength from? Where did Jesus get his power from? Jesus retreated. He went into the wilderness. He went apart from the people. That's another way of saying this. He went apart from the people. He went to the deserted places, and he prayed. We are told in one of the Gospels that some demons are only cast out by prayer and fasting. Jesus was in touch with the Father. The testimony of Jesus is often about how he prays before and after major things in Scripture. He often would slip away to the wilderness and pray. We need to ask ourselves the question very quickly here. How often do we go to a deserted place and pray? How much more do we need to go to a deserted place and pray than maybe Jesus did? And what's missing in our lives because we don't do that, if in fact we don't do that? Those are important questions. But I want to mention just one other thing. This is an individual healing. We've already mentioned in the beginning how there were group healings and individual healings. Why the individual healings? Well, one, I think it's important that we have this wide-angle lens on the ministry of Jesus, and then sometimes it zooms in to a specific individual. The individual becomes personal, and we see the personal, intimate interaction between Jesus and these individuals. But I also think that one of the reasons we see this is Jesus is not only able to cleanse a leper, but he's also able, through his death, burial, and resurrection, through our faith in him, to cleanse the sinner. And our sin is much worse than leprosy. Our blindness to spiritual things is much worse than physical blindness. Our inability to walk spiritually, to function spiritually, is much greater than the physical inabilities, the physical cripples, the physical people who are maimed and unable to move around that Jesus heals physically. So we get this contrast between what Jesus heals physically and the emphasis that Jesus is able to do the same thing in all of our lives, not only physically, but spiritually. We need to know that. Jesus is compassionate toward the multitudes, but even as he heals the multitudes, he was healing them in all likelihood one by one. Can you imagine that? We're going to see many more healings. We're going to see many more miracles. And we're going to mention these things over and over again. But the fact that they are recorded in the scripture multiple times tells us that we need to see this over and over again. 
I think we are slow to embrace the power of Christ in all of its fullness. And we need to embrace the power of Christ in all of its fullness in our own personal lives. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of Jesus over physical things and spiritual things, over things of this world and things of the heavenly world. And Father, thank you for his power, not just while he was walking the earth before his ascension, but his power now and the power that he will have in the end. Thank you for all that you've given to Jesus on our behalf and for your glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.